Hey party people, how you doing? It's that usual time of the episode where I remind you that you can help out the show by going to Mussy Audio Patron and signing up to one of the tiers. This helps me make the show and helps you listen to the show. So please go and check out the Patron. Thank you. Bye-bye. We'll try it again. Yeah, man. We are having such little luck when it comes to technology lately. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're not having much joy, are we? No, none at all. No joy to be fucking had by technology. <laughs> um, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. Good. You're still good. <laughs> I'm still good as well. My foot's really. still been sore. Um, yeah. So let's skip the pleasantries. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, we, everything fucked up last week for us, didn't it, as well? Fuck, man. Everything went wrong. We must have been... Did we do, like, a good... It must have been at least an hour we we were on last week, and it just didn't materialise, did it? No, it didn't. No, it was... Yeah, I think we recorded for about an hour, and about half of that just fucking sounded like we were underwater, and there was, there was no no explanation for why this had gone so fucking wrong. No, man. It feels, I don't know about you, but it feels as if that, that kind of sapped everything from us. We've done no research this week. No. It isn't like us. We're not really paying attention to what's going on. We are listless and bereft of any input. So this is going to be our best pod yet, I reckon. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, it sounds like it's going to be a high point. Um, <laughs> the, well, we had a couple of things to talk about. So what you pick something. Uh, okay, so the Isle of Man is continuing apace with its relaxation of lockdown measures. Today there was an announcement with an official date as to when schools will be going back, and that will be in staggered form. My boys' year will be one of them, um, so that's on the 17th of June, so less than a month away. And I believe nurseries are going to be following suit I'm not quite sure on the exact dates there. Social distancing with children. That's an interesting thing to discuss, isn't it? I'm more scared of the uh, social distancing for children and the damage that'll do to them than I am about um, the the virus. I think that, like, I, the, the idea of those... Did you see the rings? The play Was rings? In France? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I, like that. And then, oh no, sorry, that was the that was like the they had vests with rings around them. Oh yes, like bumper yes, no, ones. I did. Yes, I saw that as well. Yeah, yeah, and then there was the ones with just rings on the floor with X's on them. Yeah, I found that really chilling. The yeah. X's on the floor. Yeah, yeah, and I just I don't understand how it's not going to mentally damage children to stick kids in a room together. They're going to be so excited that they're seeing their friends again. And all that's going to happen is for the rest of their childhood lives, they're going to get shouted at for trying to play with their friends. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm completely with you here. I, I find it really contradictory because we're over here. We're allowing hairdressers to go back to work as from the beginning of June. Kids are going back two weeks later, but kids have to social kids as young as five and six have to socially distance younger probably yeah and and but hairdressers how can you you can't socially distance as a hairdresser so that is absolutely contradictory and yes i I agree with you 
I've already worried about, I'm sure you have too, about the damage we're telling our kids not to hug their grandparents. So when over this period when the, the measures have been relaxed a little bit and we've we've seen my dad and stuff and he's come to the garden and um, we, see, we saw Lisa's dad and we had to tell the kids, no, you can't go and hug Papa. I'll, be, and hug per- I'll be perfectly honest because I knew what dad was doing. Uh, Laura basically wasn't leaving the house. It was only me going and doing the shopping. We paid absolutely fucking no attention to any of that bullshit. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to do much the same, yeah. to be honest. Um, I, I'm, yeah, I think I'm going to have to. It's 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 not good. It can't be good. And you worry if it's going to create a, a really, I don't know, you don't want to be too hyperbolic because kids adapt so well and they already have. And also, if you turn things into a game, then kids, there may not be the damage there. And we just could be worry warts. But I think it's a legitimate worry. I think it is. is. Mm. I think the the play aspect is the the big thing for me, because that's how kids learn. Kids learn learn through playing. Um, Even the just general human interaction. And we're like, younger generations are getting so bad at interacting with each other. And it's like... All of a sudden, we've got this new way to fuck up another ge- generation even more. We'll we'll talk about iGen and how and the, the fucking crazy things that's getting up to right in a minute. But I I just I can't grasp how you're supposed to do anything with like with a with a eight year old. Yeah, how are you how are you going to stop that eight year old running around? like being friends with people. It's even like, I mean, I, um, on a more personal note, um, when I was at school, I went, uh, I went to Onkin school first. I don't mind, uh, uh, I don't mind saying the name of the school cause they fucked it. Um, and one of the teachers that was there, uh, because I had learning difficulties, which uh, as in dyslexia, and when I went to school, people find it hard to hard hard to believe because I'm not like a million years old. But when I went to school, it was treated more like witchcraft, and um, mm. I was stuck for about six months until my dad came to get me in, and he realised what was going on because he looked through the window through the window of the of the classroom. I was stuck on a table on my own, facing the wall for six months, and um, I will to this day blame 90 percent of whatever social issues i have with that like you know it's in the, it's only now as i've gone grow, sort of grown older and a bit wiser a bit smarter i the the damage that did and the idea that you could essentially do i mean don't, don't get it wrong it's it, it's not I, I was never like a self-harmy person or anything like that but i had such confidence issues for years mm. um the idea that you could do that to an entire generation of children is terrifying. That's what fucks civilization up right there. Mm. You can't, you can't break a whole generation and then accept, expect to carry on as normal. And I'll tell you one thing I I am, I'm on my own. I'm reasonably good at like sustaining myself and, and moving things forward and doing shit. There is no way a planet could fucking function with a billion of me. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> no. Same fucking hell. No, absolutely not. If, if, if there's a real, that's a really sad story, by the way. And that that's it, it, it. Those formative years are so important 
with regards to how we develop. And That's the, why we call them formative. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the the socialization that we all undergo, yes, there'll be trials and tribulations. And you and I have discussed before how some of our personal setbacks and challenges actually made us and, and instilled resilience. But there's a there's a balance to that. I know? think so. yeah, 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 yeah. That that's because the, the balance is you either get um, someone that's had ex- uh, like not exceptionally hard times. I mean, our hard times are obviously not nowhere near as bad as what some some people see, especially in more impoverished countries and stuff like that. Um, but you can have so much challenge, and then you get strippers. You know, mm. there's there's so mm. much you can you can take, and then you essentially just make a broken person for the rest mm. of. Yeah, uh, for the rest of time. Yeah, it's there's a there's a real concern that where there's going to be a generation of people who, and this was already a concern before this this had happened, before the pandemic had occurred and lockdown had taken place, that there's a a generation of children who who grow up wholly disconnected from reality and playing out their own version of reality digitally and in the virtual realm and creating massive social awkwardness and an inability to connect and interact with others in a real sense that was a problem anyway i think yeah. so this could definitely exacerbate that mm. and the, you know the we're we're already getting to that stage and we maybe we're getting complacent maybe we are um maybe it's just nice to be talking about other things but there will there's what feels like we're coming to a, a period where we're gonna the, the inquisition's gonna gonna take place you know and we're gonna look back and go fucking hell was the damage worth it yeah, you know, yeah. Did, have we handled this right um it did definitely the uh, i've never felt it before um probably because the, the 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 closest thing would have been don't know like nine eleven um Diana dying as well. But, you know, these various moments where, where you realise that you're you're playing a part in history, even if it's just as a bystander. And mm-hmm. like I said, maybe it's just because I'm a bit older now, I realise that's what we're doing. But the certainly like these moments that are happening right now, it's these moments that will be debated in the future. You know, what, yeah. what, what actions we took, why... Um, like... like Let's say that we we work out that oh it was uh, everything was done right we uh, the social distancing the um, the lockdown and stuff like that and it could have been cataclysmic if we didn't do what we were, what we'd done um, or it's going to be going to be the point where like scholars are looking back at this time going why didn't they do something like it it because it, it will seem obvious. Mm. To anyone that looks back in retrospect, it will seem obvious to them that yeah, we're, we're, yeah, yeah. If, if we're doing it wrong, um, of course, if we're really, really, really doing it wrong, there might not be anybody to look back. So <laughs> there's something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Curate this, Martians. E- either um, that, or it'll just be people cowering behind desks, like <laughs> terrified of each other. Just yeah. occasionally, like a handle come up and like pass something down the line. <laughs> wow, 
Wow. Can't wait for that utopian dream. <laughs> it, it does seem like the... Um, uh, if this was a movie, it, we, we would be called The Only Way is Dystope. Like, <laughs> it, it, do, it does see, I, I can't... I, I can't see a way of things all of a sudden of people going, oh, do you know what? Identity politics is fucking nonsense. This is nonsense. We should all just get along. This whole right-left fighting stuff. How about yeah. we, how about we pick intellectuals as world leaders? I just don't. <laughs> I, I don't see. I don't see how that moment materializes. God damn it! Why not? If not now, then never. Right? I know. <laughs> What I guess one of the big, um, morbidly fascinating points now is we don't have a vaccine, so but we're relaxing lockdown measures. Mm-hmm. If there isn't a second spike, then surely that's indicative of an overreaction first time round, isn't it? It's you would think so. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I, I like. I thought, as, which is probably stupid for a painter and decorator and podcaster to think, but there was a split second there where I, where I, maybe, maybe I didn't think I had it figured out, but I thought I had a, more of a handle on it than I did, and. Um, oh man! Yeah, I think we've all had that, haven't we? Fucking yeah. Hell. So, yeah. I, I now I don't know. Um, I, it would I have be, no idea. It would be, Obviously, it, I have no, no idea. No, no, no. It would be interesting to speak to somebody that's maybe firmly in the camp or has a history to do history with sort of the implementation of uh, biological weapons. And because in my head, um, if you were going to release a, a biological weapon, you would you'd want it to have a half life type thing. Do you, know, you you wouldn't. You wouldn't yeah. want it to completely carry on going. So yeah. so the idea of there being this cut-off point where it goes, yeah, I'm out, that yeah. makes sense. I mean, I've, I've absolutely nothing to base that on reality. You know, I've, I've nothing, nothing to say that, that could make that even remotely real. But it would make sense to me that you wouldn't want this thing that just rampantly destroyed the world because sooner or later you're going to want to take that world if it's a weapon. Mm. It would be good. But alas, we're stuck with you and I and our ill-informed opinions and lack of research. Yes. But we'll, we'll stick with that. We'll stick with it. It's, it's worked reasonably well so far. Yeah, we've done all right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I... Uh, I, I, I was quite heartened with the podcast I did uh, with Dr. Arafat the other day. He uh, uh, was saying that sort of numbers had stabilised in his, hosp- his hospital and he believes that essentially this is where we are now is what we're going to have to kind of get used to living with for a while. And he um, he said we might get like, an- more waves in the future, but um, at least for the immediate time, he thinks this is the sort of stabilization point where things are going to sort of drop down. Um, and, That's good. But on the, I, I think the Isle of Man's quite interested in this respect because we seem to, it's like a little Petri dish, isn't it? The Isle of Man. Mm, yeah. um, and I'm amazed how quickly it seems to be disappearing from here. Yeah. The figures are so low. What, we've got seven in hospital now, I think. I, uh, I thought there was, was the, 
I thought there was two. I thought it was less than that. Two. Yeah, I, seven. I, seven yesterday, I think. Oh, was there? Maybe, maybe I maybe I read a seven. Maybe I read a seven wrong and saw a two. <laughs> uh, whatever way you look at it, that that's a small number. It's probably all that's in our hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's interesting. I, I don't know if we've looked out. I mean, obviously, we've read some opinions which suggest that proportionally the Isle of Man isn't doing that well. But it, it feels as if, not to denigrate the deaths of those who have gone already, but it feels as if we've, we've done okay. And we've I, kind of been saying that the last few parts, haven't we? Yeah, I, f- I feel on the island if we'd... Um... Maybe, maybe not the government because the government kind of put the guidelines out there. I, d- I don't know how it got in our care homes, but um, it did. And however, it did get it did get in the care homes. You do kind of think that if it hadn't have done, then yeah, we'd have probably been in a much better place. Like looking mm-hmm. at the numbers, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's it's the care homes are a thing, man. You know, it's the if you're if you're looking at an uh, um. If if you're looking at a disease which takes out the old and vulnerable, mm. it's fucking all you can eat buffet time, isn't it? At the fucking yeah. Rosemary Hill. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a sad part. Of it. I do I do worry that we are it, it. It seems to be yet another thing that makes us value our elderly less. Oh, mate, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I think we talked about this on the ill-fated podcast that never aired last week. Yeah. A little bit. So we were discussing the VE Day footage and how that became a kind of nationalistic collective wank for Brexiteers. Uh, And there was a a real crushing irony to all the footage of um, people waving their England and British flags and celebrating this and commemorating this uh, momentous day. And our veterans, whilst mo- a lot of them are just dying alone yeah. in care homes, the the same with your man. The uh, I mean, I, I, it's obviously what that guy did was fucking cool, and uh, I I love the fact that you. Uh, I sorry, I forgot his name. Tom Major Tom. Is oh Tom? yeah, uh, and I, I yeah, I I love the fact that he's being honoured. I. Uh, um, because I mean, re- realistically, it's it's his generation that that probably means the most to that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I can't help feel that he is convenient fodder. Oh yeah, oh he, he is, he is, and you know what a man. And, that, and that's not to belittle what he's done at all. You know, no. it's tremendous. No, it's it's, sep- it's a separate issue. And again, totally agree. He yeah. is exactly what the government needs right now so he is this this great positive news story he is uh, a deity um symbolizing everything that is great about britain and that is a brilliant deflection tactic uh, and works quite well uh in in clouding over what you know if we're, lo- if we're looking you know you can talk about um comparing different countries and how you know, they, it's it's nigh impossible to to be accurate and fair with regards to that because so many mitigating factors. But at the end of the day, Britain does a really high death rate, so it's 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 Tom's a bit of a propaganda tool 
in my yes. opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. That's the thing, isn't it? You can take advantage of good things. You yes. Know, that it's yeah. ju- just be just because it's a good thing and it's a good thing that's happening doesn't mean it's fucking impenetrable from just being fucking abused. Yes. Uh. So yeah, I mean, like you say, I I, I hope it, I hope this does go away. The um, obviously, I'm I'm surprised. Like, uh, it'll be interesting in two weeks because, um, from what you see in the UK, lockdown seems to have gone on its fucking ass. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, um, so yeah, I it's it's another one of those situations that we had with the trades going back on the Isle of Man. When there wasn't a spike, that's it. I thought, well, well, we must be out of the woods if there's no spike yeah, after yeah. this, and yeah. it seems to be going in that sort of fucking direction. Yeah, it does. You don't know how. Obviously, there's this new. It's not new, is it? We've kind of alluded to it in different pods in different forms, but there's these vultures out there who are actively looking for this stuff, the moral outrage, who are who are deliberately doctoring photos or taking them at particular angles. Oh, look at this. This is a disgrace. Um, but you can't help but see some of the footage in in the parks and everything else and think, okay, so everyone's just completely relaxed now and, and everything is back to normal. Let's just see how this fucking plays out then. Yeah, yeah. But the- it, it starts to smart, though, because you think, well, I'm still playing by the rules, motherfucker. I think there does have to be a time, though, doesn't there, where you go, wait, what's the, what, at, at what cost? Like, the, I, I I can't remember the statistics now. I had them in my head for when I did the uh, podcast with Michael the other day. I think it was something like the, I, I read three surveys where there was, a seventy and ninety percent um to two different surveys, obviously not just terrible maths um seventy <laughs> and ninety percent wanted to extend the lockdown, and then there was another survey where we're terrifyingly i mean I don't even care fucking where you did it. I don't care if you did it in the fucking leftiest fucking cob and thumping um Guevara t-shirt wearing motherfuckers <laughs> i don't care like fucking i love venezuela tattooed across their fucking foreskins um you just get vz wouldn't you yeah 21 21 <laughs> of these people wanted lockdown to never end how what? do you find how like how do you find 21 percent of people that are that their lives were that shagged in the first place that fucked up that they're going, George, you know what? I really like this. The, Every single one of them voted lockdown, for Jeremy bro. Corbyn. Every <laughs> single one of them. It must have. This who is socialism. <laughs> who, who, are, who are these people? How could you want this to continue? There are, there are elements of it that are, that are good, definitely. And there are elements that make you recalibrate the way you live your life and everything else. And I hope that we, we come out of this a bit kinder and, and what have you, but I don't think we fucking will. Because no. I, don't, I don't think that this has shown the best of us in any way, really. No, I, I think certain, certain aspects of it. Um, I see. I, I'm not sure. Cause I, I said the other day on a show that 
the community aspect that's come out of this is interesting. And then I thought, well, actually, I'm fucking lying because like, when I'm thinking of community, I'm thinking of small businesses and stuff like that. And that's great. Mm-hmm. It's great that small businesses are doing. Like my uh, the local butcher that I've, uh, I use, the uh, he went from being a one man operation to employing like fucking five people and being open six days a week. So that's great, but that's not community. And I got the wrong things there. And how can how can we all say that there's a real community spirit around when nobody's speaking to each other because no one's leaving the house? <laughs> he adds a virtual community spirit, yeah, which is Awful. in itself disingenuous because just liking a few posts or sharing a yeah. few posts, yeah. And the, and I'm mm. finding the comments on Facebook and stuff like that. Uh, and Twitter, when it comes to when it just comes to government decisions, right? Be it be them right or wrong, you know. It. Um, I, I still I stand by the fact that regardless of the um, regardless of the job that you think that the British government is doing or the bank's government's doing or whatever government you happen to be involved in, now is not the time. Mm. After the fact is the time now because. It's all you're doing is creating noise. And uh, you read some Facebook comments, and I kind of think, especially when it's like on a news outlet, like, who are you talking to? Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> who are you asking? Yeah. It's, do, you, uh... do you think that Boris goes to the BBC comment section <laughs> and starts trolling? Fucking hell, lads. Karen is raging. <laughs> it's... It's a really curious thing, that, isn't it? Uh, I, I think there needs to be a balance there again because we don't want it to get to a stage where um, that kind of little golden period where everyone was so worried that Boris was going to die that nobody asked him a question and nobody challenged him. I think we can still allow the journalists to hold people to account. I don't think we need to say... They're kind of not, oh, though. <laughs> well, they're not, no, yeah. but they should. But, you know... Um, Greg on social media, like who gives a fuck? But that—that's the problem with social media, isn't it? You know, it's 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 democracy in all its worst forms. You know, it's given a voice to everybody. But uh, it's a really good point. Who are they writing that for? Yeah. Like, are they, is that do they genuinely think that the prime minister is addressing their concerns? Do they are they doing it so people think they're intelligent? Are they doing it because because it's it's a disease and everyone now just feels so many people feel that oh people want to hear my opinion. People yeah. definitely want to hear this. I, I don't think, know. I mean, I mean, I think so. Everyone's got a voice, haven't they? Or at least people. Everyone thinks they've got a voice. So the two people that are doing a podcast. Um, but even like, I don't know, man. Like some days, maybe it's just I'm having one of those days. Though some days I'm like, I don't think I have an opinion on this stuff. I just like talking about it. I don't necessarily think I have a cemented opinion on a lot of things. No, I think it helps digest things, doesn't it? And I, I think yeah. the it, uh, for me doing these like shows like this is more about um, it's it's more difficult to find people that want to have conversations about stuff these days. Yeah, yeah, totally. so yeah, it's that I think I think that's one of the things I, that I like I I think benefits me, uh, mm-hmm. and I know when I listen to podcasts. Uh, like trigonometry for instance or certain episodes of joe rogan and stuff like that um the they they help me remember that i'm not alone because it's that it's that vocal vocal minority you know the squeaky the squeaky wheel gets the oil 
Yeah. Whereas w- most people, like, most people don't give a fuck about pronouns. Do you know what I mean? No. Most, most no, people don't, don't care. Most people, like, I, um, I, I, I read an, uh, an article, an uh, online article in The Guardian the other day, and I don't know why I do it, because The, the Guardian is more and more in fucking infuriates me. So, like, when you look at, when you, th- when you consider, like, the reputation The Guardian's got and the resources it's got behind it, and there was an article about um, COVID, what it was doing, the death rates of men compared to women, all that sort of stuff. Do you know what the article was titled? Why COVID is, um, why women are bearing the brunt of COVID. And it's just, you, th- there was no reason for this article. No reason for it whatsoever, uh, apart from to have a picture of a grumpy woman in a soft knit turtleneck sweater on the front of it with a cup of <laughs> what I imagine was hot chocolate. Uh, and I, it's, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get why. Um, it's, it's like, oh, I'm not going to say far left because it's not far left. It's progressive. It's progressive porn is what it is. Because obviously you can't have real porn because that's demeaning to everybody. <laughs> it's it's a really strange one for me because I am a former Guardian reader um, and some of my favourite columnists, writers, have written to the Guardian and I still read their columns and they're fantastic. But it's the they kind of exist in a different version of the Guardian to the like the online guardian is the same as the online, you know, daily mail makes most of its money from the online traffic, doesn't it? Yeah. And so the online version of the daily mail and the, the actual headline on the paper itself are not necessarily representative of the rest of the publication. Yeah. Um, so they're two sides of the same coin in, in that sense. I just find it a really galling, bizarre strategy because like you say, it is very much catering to the minority and who wants to read that? I, and most people just read it and go, it almost makes you think they're doing it deliberately. So people go, ah, oh, and there's almost like a sense of, it's like a reverse troll, trolling. If it like, was, if it was essentially clickbait journalism, I would have more faith, faith than I do. Um, I, I drift more to, uh, Douglas Murray's, uh, thinking of this where he's blamed the sort of old Marxists, of the day that have got themselves into um, power positions, power positions and mm. in uh, positions in academia, and then mm. have essentially bred this generation mm. of sort of semi-Marxist socialist uh, academics, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that again, when, when that stuff start start creeping into academia and universities, that's when it obviously became a massive concern. And I suppose there is that trickle down effect. Kind of hoping a lot of this would go away. To be honest, hasn't seemed doesn't seem to be the case. Doesn't it's it, well. This is why I think we're coming out of it because it seems to be ramping up again. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. Because there was a while there where you didn't you didn't really have any of this. And you thought, oh, actually, fucking people don't really care. Um, it's in a way, it's still why. Um, I've got to. I've got to plumb for the conservatives and I've got to, uh, when it comes to the American election, I hope Trump gets in. Ugh, definitely not for me. Well, it, it, only because 
Um, I think the latter and such like identity politics is more dangerous uh, in the long run. And you see, when the Conservatives got in, it's been kind of scuppered now because of the um, um, the COVID thing. But that was such a blow to the progressive left nonsense idea that none of us really want. You know, it was it was obvious none of us really really wanted it because yeah, and it and it clearly didn't get through. When you've got like Rebecca Long Bailey, is it is Bailey, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you've got her like rating Jeremy Corbyn's Labour ten years, ten out of ten after the great <laughs> after the biggest defeat in Labour history, um, it's why I can't get behind Keir Starmer because I know that regardless of, uh, I I think he looks better because he's not Corbyn. I think there's a there's that fact to it. Um, well, without doubt. Yeah, and yeah. but it's it's still. It's still Corbyn's Labour that's behind him. You know, he was still he was still part of that machine, and I don't I don't quite trust it. No, I don't agree. I don't think so. I don't think there's anything that suggests that there's any link there whatsoever. I don't think so. No, I think he I think he's a palate cleanser after Corbyn. You're absolutely right. Um, no, I, I I'm hoping he's the the sensible centre left leader that i would like i think it'll i think, I think I, it'll take longer than his go i think they'll need somebody yeah, else probably because it was such a disaster the last yeah. election they've got a lot of ground to make up haven't they but um you know there's certainly nothing about this conservative government that makes me think have any faith in them uh, or, or think that they're anything but opportunists no no i, I i'm not mm. I, don't, I don't think it's great but like i said i think the, the but there is a there is a sense about. of hail to the new chief just because by default, you know, he's, he's going to be better, whoever came in. Yeah. Um, so there is definitely an element of that. He has impressed me, but it will be interesting to see how he does outside his comfort zone because his comfort zone as a lawyer is very much PMQs. Yeah. Um, and he is incredible at that. You know, he's a real natural. He's as good as you'll see in that. But he was a world-class lawyer. Yeah. So it, everything else, it's the whole package, isn't it, mm. as a politician and how he plays to the electorate and how he comes across um, and how he deals with um, pressing questions and testing questions from journalists yeah. rather than, um, you know, in his wheelhouse with meticulous facts and research. And what he's like if um, after this is all over and you've got a confident uh, Boris Johnson and Conservatives, because at the minute, essentially in quite Prime Minister's question time, not through... Uh, it's not like a malice thing, you know. It's essentially the conservatives have fucked things, and they're they're making it difficult for themselves. You know, I, I don't. I I think Boris Johnson not doing the um, right uh, updates in the evening. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, but that's uh, typical Boris, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I find that insane that he's barely appearing at the moment. Yeah, it's really not leadership at all. No, it's not. Uh, it's so. He get he gets the opportunity to punch down now. Do you, do you know what I mean? You've you've already yeah, got the conservatives yeah. on the ropes, so that's that's why question time swings so much in Starmer's way at the minute is because he's yeah. just he can just continually start teeing off on all these things. Yeah, uh, I'm, this I, is a golden opportunity for any any opposition member, uh, new leader in that sense. Yeah, I'm getting I agree. I'm getting bored of listening to the every single conversation that's had revolve around the nhs 
Yeah. Um, especially when it came to Pretty Patel's um, immigration policies, and it's the the, the what was it under under twenty six grand was like the the cut off. Yeah. So I, I take it you can't. It, that's not deportation, is it? That's just coming to the UK. I. I, I said I've been off the grid, but I I only saw the she's they've retracted this anyway, haven't they? Don't they gonna? I think it was people who were here as well, wasn't it? I don't know. I'm not sure. See, there, I, there was some kind of wasn't there? A, they were they were charging NHS workers as well. See, this yeah, yeah. it's 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 the charge that's been repealed. Yeah, but um, see the the thing is, it this was this is what irritated me is the fact that there was there was a monetary price put on it. People say, oh, well, you, you can't judge people by their income. Well, no, but what you're doing is, is you're saying, right, unskilled labour, unskilled labour has to be sourced from inside the UK. I have absolutely no problem with that. But the fact that every single fucking commentator or left-wing commentator, um, including the, your man from LBC that I quite like. Um, O'Brien. Yeah. Uh, drags it straight to the NHS, and I find it hacky. And fucking uncalled for, because what you, all you're trying to do is you, you're just dragging it to people's emotional place at the minute. Oh yeah, you, you could say it's a bit tone deaf of the government to be <laughs> introducing that during this period. But yeah, there is a hypocrisy there. Hey, to... Imagine what's getting slipped through that you don't hear about right now. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, um, fucking hell, there'll be loads, won't them? The somebody needs to say the applause. The patronising applause should stop soon. That's, yes, that's starting to great. Well, um, I take I take it now. Um, I take it the applause is for me now. I was at work today. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the yeah. Uh, um, I mean, like I've I've never thought of myself as like a frontline decorator, but uh, <laughs> I like it. It's um, yeah. But uh, I I think I'd be more of a spy if I'm honest, like an undercover yeah. decorator. Yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. Co- cover. Um, but yeah, I, I, it, it just there was something didn't sit right with me, and it's it's again it's the same it's the same problem. They're like the something had to be done with um, immigration in the UK, and something still needs needs to be done of it. Done on it. I don't know why Nigel Farage hunting down boats of immigrants <laughs> wasn't already a TV show. I know, I know, right. <laughs> Big Nige has gone mad. He's got nothing to do. So he's just patrolling the beaches with I his think, shotgun and his dogs. I think this is... Did you not see the boat? Do you see him on the boat? Yeah. I did. Oh, yeah. I think this is his greatest work. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be... Uh, wouldn't it be great if just in the future he turned around and said, look, I didn't want to be a politician. I uh, I didn't really want to be into, uh, involved in politi- politics at all. I'm a performance artist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so basically, I'm Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, imagine. It would make so much sense. It would make loads. Well, no, no. <laughs> well, it, it would make perfect sense for right now, where the world is right now. G just got, Exactly. Oh, right. Nigel Farage's oh, yeah. Banksy. Sound. Nothing more than a shrug of the shoulders. No. <laughs> It, it, would, it would make as much sense now if someone told me the masked magician was Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, mate. 
but no, something needed to no something needs done with uh, immigration in the in the UK and something fair as well. You know, it's something fair like other countries and nobody, nobody apart apart from fucking. I'm sure there's some horrible racist people out there which don't want anybody that isn't fucking a Smith living lots, in Great Britain. Lots of people, lots of people. <laughs> I think I think it would be a smaller number. I said, like people, when you actually sat people down, and you might get a load of people with those, like St George's crosses and stuff like that, going, "Yeah, well, it's fucking their fault, isn't it?" And then if you sat them down and said, "All oh, right, yeah, but if you know, you know, like Tony that's down the road that that has the uh, the, like the, the sweet shop," he said, "Yeah, yeah." Well, Tony's a Muslim. Do you like Tony? Yeah, Tony's all right. You know, it's, I think the if if you broke it down, the amount of actual racist people is probably quite small. Yeah, just lots of idiots. Yes, lots yeah. of idiots. Just ignorance rather than active malicious. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Patel, Old Patel was never, ever going to have a fucking easy ride of it, like. She doesn't care. No. I don't think she cares at all. She's got no soul. <laughs> she gives a fuck. No. Um, but I, think I, like you, I, but I do think you needed somebody. I, I think you needed somebody like her to do the job that she has to do. Yeah, not not about um, making friends. Yeah, mm. yeah. I just find it really ironic that in <laughs> first generation immigrant daughter is laying the law down. <laughs> but does does that not no more sh- immigrants like my parents who gave me this opportunity? But Thank does that, you, but does that not show how stupid it's got? There has uh, to. The problem is, is the fact. No, really. No, does it not show that? You know, does it not show that when when utilised correctly, immigration is a wonderful thing? Oh no, immigration is a wonderful thing. But the problem is, is yeah. nobody nobody puts a number on it. Like on a um, with a with a population you have and a place the size of the UK with the job opportunities that it has, you can't not have a ceiling on things like that. Mm. Yeah, and that, that's I'm, the problem. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not. Um, I'm, I'm certainly someone who thinks there needs to be grown-up conversations about immigration, definitely, mm-hmm. without all the bluster and without all the "you're racist" or you know, it, both both extremes of that are, are just as as with everything at the moment, absolutely um, detrimental to any kind of dialogue or discourse. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there needs to be a grown-up conversation about it, and if we're bringing in the best. And people who can contribute to the economy and can contribute to society, then good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Britain. Um, the, the thing I wanted to uh, uh, bring up today was, so it only... Uh, it, it only do, like come to my attention today. I, I knew what it was. But somebody, uh, or somebody on Twitter, must be a follower or something like that, retweeted someone, and uh, it, it was a girl, very attractive girl, had said, "Oh, I know lots of you have been asking asking for this, so I've set up an OnlyFans page," and I was interested in this, so I went, so I went and looked at her profile, then I went to to the thing, and it turns out she was just a normal eighteen year old girl that now on this on OnlyFans. Uh, sells nude pictures and videos of herself. And then I realised 
this is huge with people doing this like huge and even the uh, there's people out there with just like maybe i don't know 10 or 15 people like following them for their eight dollars a month or something like that and i can't get my head around it i can't get my head around how in a world where you can't tweet something without Mm. getting fucking cancelled from 2012 how isn't this going to come back and hurt people? It's I wasn't even aware of it till you messaged me today. This is a real. It's just a pure debasing of culture. Exactly where we are right now. That that mixture of the need to share that narcissistic impulse that that need to show something of ourselves all the time to document every moment has now reached a a nadir where people are sending naked photos of themselves to strangers yeah i mean paying for the privilege there are there are men on it it's a majority majority young girls or not young girls but like teenager teenagers not um i can't help i'm not sure how popular this is going to be i can't help blame modern feminism for this quite a lot the the fact that like <laughs> yeah it's gonna go, go it's gonna go over well isn't it it's gonna like, it's gonna go over well um the the fact that you you can't the there can be no criticism now for things like this you can't that it's it, any type of criticism is slut shaming or um it's you know it's no no i'm not it's it's not a moral. I'm a businesswoman type thing, mm. and I, there can there can be no criticism. And I find I find that strange because I fucking I give the same criticism to men doing it. Do you know what I mean? It's the still like yeah. I, I I don't know how you're going to get that job working in the office when there's pictures of you with your fucking cock hanging out. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, it was a man who founded this. Surely, surely a dodgy man. Probably dodgy. Yeah. Dirty man has founded this. Say, saying that, there's lot, there's lots of occasions where, uh, um, in brothels and stuff like that, where it's been older women that have took advantage of young girls. Yeah, it's a crazy, crazy world, my friend. I feel ever more confused by it, there's, and more like Grandpa Simpson. There was a great, um, there was a great tweet I saw. I meant to say, I meant to uh, take a screenshot of it and send it to you. But it was essentially just, uh, just some rando dude, rando dude that follows a load of girls on uh, OnlyFans. Um, exactly what you'd imagine this man to be more, right. more comic book guy than you can possibly yeah. imagine. Yeah. And he said, uh, "Just what? Just what to say? Uh, I'm really happy to happy today. I've just had my uh, uh, OnlyFans pay subscribe subscriptions go out, and for the first time, my only my OnlyFans subscriptions are more than my rent." Uh, <laughs> hashtag um, hashtag pay for your porn. Hashtag feminist. Hashtag ally. <laughs> It's got, it's got to be a made-up account. <laughs> <laughs> don't think it is. I really don't. I, 
I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's another Andrew Doyle account, but I don't think it is. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! I I, I love the idea that the like, you, you can be a based fe- uh, male feminist now. There, <laughs> merely, merely by fucking paying ten dollars a month to watch an eighteen-year-old girl rub one out. <laughs> Like nothing, nothing says, nothing says I support women more than watching people degrade themselves on film. <laughs> do you think? Do you think it's like it can be over? For, yeah, well, I, uh, I I pay me ten pound a month just to look at just to look at the nude pictures and stuff. Like that. Yeah, well, I pay fifty pound a month to watch it eat her own shit. Hashtag ally. <laughs> So anyway, we're subscribing, right? So yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I, I was kind of hoping we could get some sort of like advertisement on the podcast, so we could just have access to all the accounts. <laughs> Did I see that you've um, enabled us for TikTok? Yes. <laughs> what are we going to do on TikTok? I, I I just did it as an experiment, so to put to to put a video up. I like. I um I promoted the last podcast on TikTok and I've I've been watching various videos on it. Fuck my life if that is not <laughs> the worst people in the world to the point some where some of them are funny. Some of them are funny. Some some of them are very funny. Most of them yeah. are just people doing silly dances where they don't yeah. move anything above the waist. <laughs> yeah, most of them are shit. Yeah, but there are there are some funny ones. There's the um there's that British comedian comedian. And she does the right and left, both uh, politicians, and does like the 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 miming and such. Oh she's yeah, very funny. She, yeah. She's done a lot of Trump stuff as well, hasn't she? Yeah, she's did, she's funny. She Is Trump she stuff. Asian? Uh, yes, yes, yes yeah, 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 I know yeah, who she is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She's she's good. She did a good. Asian, uh, Asian covers so much ground now, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> That's why we're off YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there was another funny TikTok I saw of someone the other day where whatever one of the settings were, she held a pan up and then clicked it. So it, so it took a so it took a still shot of her holding the pan up and then ran away and ran into the pan, and that was funny. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. I like that. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, most of it's fucking awful. Like oh yeah, like really awful. And there's. There's nothing worse, nothing worse than 30, 50-year-old men or women on social media. <laughs> and I, I, I wouldn't use the word thirsty in that, in that context lightly. Yeah. And uh, some of the acting performances leave a lot to be desired. They do. They do. There's no Oscars happening. No. The, <laughs> no, no Oscars happening this year. Sorry, lads. Uh, the, I suppose the other thing we could have a little <coughs> chat about is um, old rogers on the podcast yes. ter- territory. Yeah, in his exclusive new deal with Spotify. Crazy, like you know, it's uh, it's it's worth apparently upwards of a hundred million. Um, a hundred and eighty million downloads a month he gets. 180 million downloads a month. That that's a lot, mate. Yeah. We're not quite there yet. 
But do you know what, right? I was think, trying to think about this today, and I only thought about it when I saw a... Um, it was on JRE Clips on YouTube. Did you watch the... Um, the one where he had Diamond Dallas Page on talking about his yoga program. No. Uh, are you are you aware of who Diamond Dallas Page is? Were they a wrestler? He was a wrestler, yes. Yeah, yeah. So he developed his own yoga program called DDP Yoga. And uh, it's uh, it's been wildly successful for people. And uh, there was like an ex-army veteran that was, uh, he injured his back because uh, he, was, he was in the paratroopers and um, he'd been working on sticks and stuff like that. Anyway, he's a massive wrestling fan. Uh, started doing DDP yoga because DDP was one of his favorite wrestlers. <coughs> and uh, he, w- whenever you start the program, uh, DDP in some sort of quite pervy way now, come to think of it, wants you to send pictures of yourself in. So you can, so he can track your journey with you, essentially. Oh yeah, he do, he does it for what I imagine is a, or, or what you're supposed to think is altruistic purposes. It's clearly for marketing if it goes well. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. So anyway, this guy was doing so well. He got involved in the training, and so this guy dropped 180 pounds in 10 months. Went from walking on sticks to fucking running down the road and doing headstands. No hand headstands, just on his fucking bunts. Uh, and he, uh, Rogan was watching the, this, these clips of this guy like on his, on his journey. And uh, he, it, it, at the end of the video, was uh, crying, saying, like, I can't believe what that guy's done. And then I realised, like, the world is so fucking fake that a guy that's a bit funny has made a hundred million dollars just because he's probably the most authentic thing you, that you can find in sort of general mainstream media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a really good example of why he's successful, isn't it? Yeah, and why he stands out. Yeah, that's exactly right, mate. And he he is authentic, and we want to believe in what he has to say. We don't have to agree with it. And we like the fact that he gets people from all walks of life, from all industries, from both political sides on. Yeah. So he is the great unifier. Yeah. Um, I, I hope it goes well. I'm looking, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm hoping it opens more people up to podcasts because like even just our numbers, Spotify is quite a small amount of our, of our numbers. Which is weird, considering how big a platform it is. Hmm. Um, so that must just mean that maybe there's a load of people out there that don't listen to podcasts. So I think it could be a a good rising tide that raises a lot of boats. But I was just surprised at the amount of power that one man has because we like he. It ended up that he raised stocks by about ten percent for. Yeah. Um, yeah. for Spotify and in, in half an hour they made two billion oh, do you know what right if I was fucking Joe Rogan and I saw that I thought we fucking underpriced ourselves yeah definitely uh, you'd like to think that he was so coveted that the show won't suffer because he must have been able to say well I want complete creative autonomy I don't want anything to change I don't want any interference at board level. If you want me that bad, then 
uh, everything stays as it was, but maybe with a bit more budget. Yeah. Um, the, well, he's keeping the same team. Four-person team is the, cool. the thing. Um, and he did say on his podcast that he had like complete creative control over it. And one thing I did notice, and I don't know whether this was a um, like a because of this, because I, he's been demonetized on YouTube for most of last year, right? Yeah, because well, all certain episodes, you know, depending on what the content is, and uh, obviously YouTube has quite a strong um, strong feelings towards bad language. It's like if um, if BBC's anti. Uh, I think YouTube might be angry grandmother. Mm. And um Well remember Bill Cosby hated bad language, so Yes he did. <laughs> <laughs> I only like clean comedy. <laughs> clean, quiet, sleeping comedy. But, um, <laughs> but um Yeah, uh and but only like uh, do you know Stephen Crowder? Yes. Yes. Well, after this thing, uh, Joe Rogan was a guest on Crowder, did a Skype interview with him the other day, which I found odd because Rogan rarely does interviews. Mm. And uh, But even in in the interview, he was talking about how, uh, like, the right-left thing, and he was saying he has lots of, like, quite liberal views, and Crowder was saying, he said, well, he said, I actually think that you're more right-wing than you are. You just haven't quite come to terms with it yet. And um, they were talking about, talk about the sort of the... Milo Yiannopoulos's like Berkeley thing where like shows were stopped and stuff like that. And listening to him, you thought, fuck, like that's this sounds more like the Joe Rogan of a couple of years ago. Yeah. And it made me wonder whether the he's been kind of just tailoring himself slightly just to to keep the bills in, but now essentially it's yeah. like the gloves are off. So again. Yeah, yeah. So it might be the opposite of the concern that we have, it might be a case of that actually he has, you know, the reins are completely off now and he can go back to maybe, it's not something I've noticed. I'm, I'm not as avid a fan as you. I, I dip in and out of Rogan, but I'm, I've got nothing but admiration for him. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy the shows that I do listen to, but something you've noticed and said quite a few times is that you feel there's been a bit of a dilution and always been holding back a little bit. Yeah. It's, um, it's maybe even... not getting the same guests. It seems more celebrities and comedians in, which is all, which is all well and good. But there's been less, um, I would say, edgy interviews. You know, there, there's been there's been less Shapiro moments and less uh, like Milo moments that uh, now. Um, Where's Kanye, motherfucker? Where is Kanye? Where's Kanye, that would saving it, it for the first step. Oh, don't know. I I reckon it'll be Alex Jones. Do you? Yeah. The uh, yeah. because like I mean when when Alex Jones goes and Joe Rogan it breaks the fucking internet. Yeah, they're gonna do well to top the four hour one though, aren't they? No, they just do five. Just five. Yeah. <laughs> I think. They, do you know what? If, if if there's anything you can say for Alex Jones, he has an almost superhuman ability to talk. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, fucking it, hell! It's like he pulls yeah. fucking words out of the sky. Yeah. No, he's he's he is nothing but compelling. Um, I think he's absolutely insane. But oh I, yeah, I, I, do, I, I, I think you're right. Actually, um, it's but he, he's he's compelling. 
Do you know what I find odd, right? And I'm sh- like, I bet I basically look at Alex Jones as a snake oil salesman. Um, he's not quite as the funny thing is he's more because he's so shouty and animated. He comes across as crazy, but he's not as crazy as David Icke, for instance. No, yeah, you because know, he's a he's mm-hmm. a he's an animated political commentator, isn't he? That's the thing. He's not. Yeah. I, I, I he's think, a shock jock. Yeah, yeah, you'd. I think you'd struggle to call him a conspiracy theorist because I think like there's lots of the stuff he talks about, you know, like nine eleven stuff. You see, yeah, you, you drift if drift into conspiracies. But he's not fucking UFOs. He's not uh, like time travel type shenanigans, and yeah, you know, it's uh, he's, he's more like he's more exp- he sees himself more as like a like a deep state, you know, riding the coattails of whatever the big controversy is. Yes, yeah, 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 exposing the truth. Yeah, where rather than having like. <clears throat> whatever you say about Ike is obviously, you know, my feelings, I think he's full of shit, but he is nothing but committed and he's got a very, you know, this is his blinkered view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, this is his focus. And it he's has consistent. Been. It's his life's work. Yeah. Whereas Jones can flit from thing to thing, can't he? I suppose. Yeah. Less commitment. No, he's, de- he's, de- Ike's is definitely fucking committed to, uh, <laughs> to his line. I mean, if you're gonna go on, if you're gonna go on Wogan in a purple tracksuit, you know it's you, you, oh, yeah. there's there's no turning around from that. You are there. <laughs> it's, do well, you, you should they should have known when he walked in the door. You're going, whoa, yeah. <laughs> it's bright. <Yeah. laughs> I think they did what because a lot of the interview he's talking about the significance of the color purple, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh dear, he uh, is his film out yet? Ikers. Uh Renegade. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> Did I I think I downloaded it. But uh obviously through completely legal channels like I bought it. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and I can't remember whether I watched it or whether it this completely legal copy that I clearly downloaded from iTunes was just like a bad completely legal copy that I downloaded from iTunes. I'm not sure now. I can't re- I can't remember but I can't I can't remember it, so if I did watch it, it hasn't left a fucking, it hasn't left a massive fucking impression on me. Maybe you fell asleep to his dulcet tones again, and he's indoctrinated you while you sleep again. It's he's got a good speaking voice. He does have a good speaking voice. It's engaging. He'll he'll get you. He'll get <laughs> oh, you. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. It, I'm still. I, I still. I still don't think any of these people should be off things, though. I don't. I don't agree with the with the censorship of the people. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's one of those things. I, I can. I can really. I can really understand when. Yeah. I don't even know. Like when I said earlier, I don't have an opinion of things. Sometimes I'm just like, do I even believe fervently in, in anything? Like I'm having one of those, those periods of time at the moment where I'm like, well, I can kind of get it. I just don't, I don't get 
so animated about it that I'm gonna be I'm gonna lose sleep about it. If people if, if assholes like him are getting deplatformed, then you know assholes have to go and seek him out, and that's yeah. fine. They can still find him. Um, it's it's more of a concern for me when you were saying about um, like doctors who are giving alternate opinions on on COVID and stuff like that. You know, these are trained yeah, medical uh, professionals. Doctor Kuntwoshkowski. Yeah, that's that's when it's a concern because it's like oh, that's when it becomes totalitarian and one note, and that's when it's 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 that's impinging on free free speech more. I would say because. Mm. This is an expert rather than a guy who just cites davidike.com and every every source. You know, this is and just because it doesn't toe the party line, that's that's not good. What I'm did with you there. What did you think of the arrests in like Hyde Park and stuff like that for the lockdown um protests? Yeah, man. Yeah. We again we talked about this on the podcast that never was. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> I'm, I, I kind of don't want to leap in here ill-informed because, again, I've just skirted around the issues. But from someone who is just dancing around it, I suppose I it feels a little bit draconian. It feels a little bit like their time could be better spent elsewhere. Um, and certainly with you know, we've had incidents over here, haven't we, with um, with with people. You know, the high numbers of arrests. Yes, there's a men- men- there's a mentally ill friend of mine in prison right now for four weeks because he went to the he went to the shops. Absolutely crazy. Uh, apologies for the word crazy, but it's just a, a a ludicrous situation. He's typical Isle of Man. He's my old English teacher. Yeah, good guy. And he, he's a brilliant man. You know, I haven't seen him like 10 15 years from what you've said you know it's been quite a sad deterioration i know he's had he used to manage the jam yeah 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 the uh we were um i was in his house one day and um he was showing me all the old binders he had this was this was a long time a long time ago but when he like before remembering stuff was a bit more difficult um but yeah he had all there was he was involved with the jam he was involved with squeeze uh, he, wow. he used to he used to own a club in Ireland, and um, he had all, he had pictures of him and uh, the Edge and him and um, Bono, and this was when they were but but before they'd got signed by anybody, and he was saying yeah like they they um, Bono had asked him because he he'd been involved with the Jam, whether he would manage them. And he turned them down because he thought they were rubbish. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's a sliding doors moment. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but he, yeah, uh, he's been, he's, he's in jail, right? Yes. Four weeks, four weeks in jail. Basically, the, uh, his partner had, um, symptoms how it didn't go into any more detail details than that there was no she hadn't been tested positive um there was no one to go to the shops for them he lives next door to a co-op and in the distance it took for him to go to the co-op to go home the police found uh like a spoke to him for some unknown reason 
And yeah, he was he was arrested for uh, breaking curfew or whatever we call it now, lockdown rules, whatever. And um, it seems to me the prime opportunity that if there's any discretion that can be shown in these situations, the discretion should have been shown there. Yeah, it's yeah. I I agree. I I I think you can maybe give them the benefit of the doubt because they're, they're just they don't make the laws. They're just imposing. You know, they're they're acting upon them. Uh, yeah, but, but surely when the war, surely they're, when they, they're so woolly, like the the it's yeah. This is yeah. the thing that they are open for interpretation, and I I likened this the other day because, and this is this is the problem I have with the whole thing. Um, I now question my faith in the Alaman policing service, um, and I question the character of some of the people that are involved in our police service. I, if you give somebody new tools. And you give someone new tools that's going to make their job easier. Um, I don't know when you don't stop when you when you don't get used to just using those tools. Yeah. So you're you're saying that we may relinquish or um, these laws may change, but actually the the taste for power for power is is already uh, lingering. How many times have you seen? Um, like ec- extra powers come in to effect at some point and then be rolled back. Mm. I can't, I, I mean, obviously I can never remember anything as harsh as what's going on now. The, mm. but the, the, like, I think the perfect example is all the anti-terrorism laws that came in after seven, seven and after thing. Yeah. They didn't go anywhere. They just got reused. They just got repurposed. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not in a government's interest to do that, is it? No, of course so it's not. So if, if they've been given an opportunity to do that, then it's you know it's uh, it's unlikely to be relinquished. Um, I'd like to say I do have faith in the institutions, um, and I, I still do really. But it does it certainly raises a concern. I think with regards to the particular example of of your friend, my old teacher, it's surely you can maybe um, understand in the initial arrest but surely when you find out his case or his history um and have conversations with a lawyer or whatever then surely then then at least the common sense kicks in and surely you release him surely my 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 issue with that is um i i speaking to him it regardless of anything else if you speak to that man for more than 30 seconds it's you, abundantly clear. It's abundantly clear that he is yeah. on the precipice of like life destroying dementia. You know, it's 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 there to see. Really, <coughs> it's oh, there to see, it's there to see for anybody. And um, I could, I I don't know because I'm not I'm not I I, I would be interested to know what the powers are that's there that can take people off the street and put them somewhere else for their own safety. You yeah. know, what, what, what is that to me would have been a better choice to, I, I mean, I'm not being funny. If you can tell people to stay in their houses and um, obviously this isn't over here, but in, in the UK when you've got uh, police sergeants saying, Oh, uh, well, we don't want to start looking in your shopping bags. Um, you know, it's when, when these things are implementable, 
I would have thought that taking somebody that's clearly sick and saying, look, we're just going to stick you here for a few weeks. Mm. I don't... Like, he was sent to prison for going to the co-op. So how how could that not have been an option? How could it not have been an option that instead of sending him to prison for going to the co-op, send him somewhere else for a couple of weeks for going to the co-op? It's it's really heartbreaking. Just a picturing him in a cell. Oh, it's ridiculous. And he, it's, he's a, he's a frail old man now as well. You know, it's not. Is he? Yeah, it's not. He was so, he's so full of life and passion when yeah. he was a teacher. Crazy. I uh, yeah, I, I find that really something's really horribly askew there. That's that's just not right. But I, I uh, it, it made me remember back to what I said to you. Um, a few months ago or a month ago, maybe uh, when I said that the, the police had like a, a junction where if, if they take, if they take the wrong turn, they're going to end up the enemy of the people. And I, I think that junction's right in front of us, right. It's right in front of us now, especially coming out of lockdown because um, I was amazed to find out that the, the two meter rule, social distancing rule, isn't law. It's a guideline. Oh, really? Yeah. So, well, that's what I, I'm sure I'm sure I've been told. So, <clears throat> but that's being enforced as an arrestable law. Well, yeah. This is this is Did what you, I mean about it being woolly. The woolly, yeah, yeah. Did you see? Um, you've heard Christian Varley and his 19 marathons in 19 days. Amazing. The absolutely fucking unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, not to recommend other podcasts, obviously, once you've listened to your fine podcasting work, please do check it's, out the M word. They're already here, mate. We've won. It's fine. They're already here. We've yeah. fucking won. Exactly. But check out the M word after us. It's a really good um, Manx sport podcast. I mean, it's very niche. But yeah, basically, there's this chap who is um, a cyclist. He used to ride with um, Mark Cavendish, who, if you're into sport, you'll know who he is. Um, snooker lad. He, he, hey? <laughs> snooker <player. laughs> Yeah, snooker lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good lad. Yeah. Uh, loves a waistcoat. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but he never quite made it as a professional cyclist, and he's he's been through a lot. And, uh, yeah, it's basically like a two-hour expose into his life and just a fascinating guy and had his own demons and everything else. Anyway, he's done, for those of you who don't know, he, he's um, to raise money for a Manx, it's called the Manx Solidarity Fund, which is basically a charity created solely following um, COVID-19 and to help those people who are most in need, those who've lost their jobs, uh, livelihoods, those uh, disabled people who uh, are losing networking possibilities and everything else. So he's raised like 80 grand, I think, something like that. 19 marathons in 19 days. Fucking insane. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be, I've got nothing but admiration for the dude. I don't want to be a fucking Manx crab or a party pooper, but did you see the scenes at Timwald Hill when he crossed the finish line? No. Everyone's just there. like, And it, it's not a doctored photo. It's not perspective, which has definitely been the case for some things, like I said earlier. Everyone's, there's no way that, that social distance is being, is being adhered to. And all the Manx powers that be are involved. Mm. They're fully aware of what happens. Howard set him on his way. Yeah. So... That is absolute bullshit because, especially with it's Captain, with, um, it's Captain Tom again. It's a handy thing. It's it's a handy thing to yeah. show. You know, yes, it is to, to use. That's, it's a handy tool. It is. 
and that, again, like Tom, it's not taking any way, anything away from Christian's incredible achievement and everything he, he's done and with great intentions and everything else and what an achievement. But it is, it is that Captain Tom deification again. And it's the, the double standards of people there celebrating. And, and absolutely, it is a day for celebration. But then you've got a mentally ill, frail old man on the brink of dementia you know, in a in a little police cell for for what for going to the co-op? Yeah, come on, fucking hell, what? I'm probably I'm probably now because of the new um, like things that've been putting in the prison over here, like just essentially in solitary confinement for four weeks. Mm. So it's crazy. For just a bit of con- context for people that aren't from the Isle of Man, Howard Quayle is our chief minister. He's our Boris, yeah. our Trump, our <laughs> thumb overlord. <laughs> Our supreme leader, <laughs> our Führer. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, weird times. So, weird times, uh, do you know what though? It was nice this week to talk about some stuff that essentially was COVID satellite topics. And I think yeah. we we have to do we have to make more of an effort to do that. I think I agree, and hopefully that is just be a natural organic process as we come out of this. I put the podcast will come out of lockdown as well. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, hopefully, you know, we might be able to do it. You know, do uh, the the podcast uh, in in person yeah, one day. Well, yeah, I hope so. The in uh, hazmat, obviously. Obviously, oh, my child is crying. I'll be back. <laughs> um, Stuart just left me. I'll uh, I'll take the time to wrap up. Um, thank you for listening again, and. If you want to come and help the podcast out, uh, I hope you enjoyed the ones I'm doing with guests and stuff like that. Head over to the Patreon, sign up to the Patreon, pick one of the tiers. They're all the same. The, I, because of the COVID thing and the fact I'm trying to record extra podcasts and things, I haven't been able to get as much patron-only content up. But, you know, we don't have adverts anymore because we're not allowed to talk about fucking COVID and have adverts. So it's only you guys that are helping me out. Cheers. And I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.